This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe and Bob, how are you? Hey, Fiona, how are you? Good, thank you. Hi. We are so (laughs) lucky today to have Bob Sorrell on with us as well. He's going to share his incredible wealth of of knowledge of gardening and growing and permaculture. Joe, maybe you could do a little bit more of an introduction. Well, I would love I would love it um for Bob to you know, he studied with Bill Mollison from Tasmania, um and did this amazing course with him. And what I love is um you know Bill taught us how to plant to garden where you are. So that means whether you're in an apartment uh, and you're only indoors or you have a big place, you you plant where you are. Uh, so, Bob, would you talk about that and about all? Well, I, think, I think I'll talk about it <clears throat> um, in, just in connection with what's going on right now. With the news and everything, it can be the future. Um, it's difficult for some people to see a brighter future, I think. And, and I think there's nothing as reassuring as planting a seed or planting a plant and see that new growth and realize everything goes through cycles and and this will be over at some point. And uh, what people can do is you can do some very simple things. Even if it's just uh, taking the bottom when you're using carrots or celery or lettuce, taking the last two inches near the base and just putting it in some water on your windowsill, and they'll start to sprout very quickly. Chives, onions, any of these things you can do just uh, to see life coming up. Yeah. The other thing is, see, uh, is really interesting to me. Interesting to me, and rather was rather surprising that the seed companies were almost immediately out of seeds and had to restock. Um, that's what people turn to, I guess, as security, seeing seeds as security for food. And and that's a good thing. I hope that that actually doesn't fade when this is over. Uh, and people can start <clears throat> even planting seeds in, flat, in, in flats now and, you know, getting a, a square box of some sort and, and simply filling it with soil and starting to put your seeds in, getting it to sprout. A sprouting, there's nothing no as rejuvenating as a, a sprouting seed, to see that green coming up through the soil. Well, it's so much... Uh, can I just add something here? It's just so wonderful when you, you know, in this current uh, state that we're in with this the virus and uh, going on, that we see things living. And my concern and my thought, I mean, we live in this beautiful cabin in the wilderness and we have all this life around us growing and that's so life affirming and there are people who are who are stuck in 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 uh in apartments or small buildings and i i'd love for bob to explain more about how you can grow your own food like he was just talking about um you could grow your own food your own herbs and spices uh, in in windows, and you're growing to feed yourself, to nourish yourself. You could do that with lemons. You could do that with fruit. You could do that with celery. 
you know, putting the the bottom part of it in water and watching the roots grow. And then uh, I even saw something where a banana was sliced open a, a little bit and, and a seed was put in there. So it grew, some other seed, some other plant grew in the banana and then um, when it got too big, it was planted in some soil, and it grew from there. Yeah. So there's so many amazing things we can do. Well, even um, things like if people have things like chives, the, they, I just did this the other day. I used the chives in the bunch and um, got down to the last two inches or so, or inch and a half. So I just stuck them in a little sort of a small glass, actually sort of a shot glass that I had, and put them on the windowsill, and within a day, those dried-out roots were completely reinvigorated. We're starting to grow. Now the chives are starting to to shoot through the the, the ends, and they'll grow, and you can keep it on your windowsill and just keep trimming them and, and, and greens. You could do the same thing with carrots. If you leave the last inch and just put it in water, those greens would will grow, and those greens are actually we don't use them in this country very much, but those greens are delicious and great in salads, stir fries, and nutritious, like and, and nutritious, nutritious of yeah. course, yeah. So, so the questions I would have too is, if we keep using the same water, do we have to put something in it to make it more nutritious for the plant? No, uh, at some oh. point you pro- well, there's there's enough minerals in the water in in most. Uh, tap water that will sustain them for a while. At some point, you may want to put them in a little pot, you know, a little three-inch, four-inch pot, especially the chives. You can grow those year-round on your on your windowsill, and uh, celery will grow really fast. If you, you, if you keep the bottom two or three inches and put it in water within a couple of days, you'll start seeing some green growth, and it will grow a new plant. They'll grow from the center outward, and... Um, and all of these things, this is, well, here it's been raining for for a week now, so haven't been able to do anything in the garden because the soil's too wet, and to go out there and work it now would compress the soil too much. So I've just been um, fooling around with that, and I'm going to start potting up some seeds today. If people have dry beans in the cabinet, dry beans almost all will sprout, almost certainly. Even if you've had them for five years, if you put them in the soil, almost guaranteed that they'll sprout. And... Uh, if your herbs are less than a year or two years old, if you have, like, uh, parsley seed or uh, any of the many seeds we use, mustard seed, they'll sprout, too. You can start those and then transplant them outside. Or, or if you're in an apartment, just plant them, transplant them into a pot. With some soil. Well, yes, with a little bit of soil. There's nothing more uh, uh, wonderful than... Um, watching something that you have planted or, you know, saved a bit of something and watch it grow because it is bringing life back. And it really is like a a face in the future. And I do want to say that um, you could order seeds from, uh, well, Bob, you use seed savers because they're, they are. I use a few companies. I, I, I really like Johnny's Selected Seeds out of Maine. Um, there's quite a few seed companies. I mean, if you go online and just put in organic seeds, you'll find some great companies. Baker Creek is a wonderful company. But um, and like I said, I did. I, I just was doing some reading from the from a couple of the cre- uh, companies, and 
they said they were shocked by it. They were sold out within days of all this happening and, and are restocking now. They didn't have them. In, they have them. They just didn't have them packaged, so they're rapidly packaging seeds up with a limited staff. But it's all available, and the other thing is to start planning your garden, to think about whether it's going to be a box, um, a, a couple of pots on a windowsill in a city, or if you're going to do a, even a, if you have a little bit of land, if you have even a small yard. Or a, pat, or a patio or a veranda. Yes, anything. Um, well, large pots you could use, but also just take some, you could have some, you could, well, you could buy them and just assemble them, little raised beds. But a six-bay raised bed will give you quite a bit of food. You plant it very close together because you, you can in raised beds um, simply because of, well, you can grow things like you grow peas up a trellis and under the peas you grow lettuce. and Companion get, planting. Exactly. And radishes at the base. So you get multiple levels. You start to think about that. Growing radishes and carrots at the base, lettuce a little farther up, beans. Well, at this time of year it would be beans for the summer. Um, and they all feed each other. Beans put nitrogen into the soil for the lettuce and the carrots, and, and they also help to shade them from the intense sun. Just little things like that. Just start thinking it through. Do you remember the place that we stayed in in Oregon when we were with Ianto Evans, and we were staying in a in a cob a little cob house, which I was do. just the size of a room. There were no uh, uh, curtains in the window. Instead of having curtains, they had a tomato vine, just what you were saying, growing outside. So it was, you know, you had tomatoes, and then you had the radishes, and then you had, it was just fabulous. Well, I mean, of course, yeah. But we, I mean, people don't think of it in those terms generally, but landscaping around your house, what you would normally do with decorative plants, many food plants are just terrifically beautiful. Some of the beans are just gorgeous, purples yeah. and reds. and the flowers are extraordinary, extraordinary covers, colors. And uh, things like tomatoes. People have tomatoes in the refrigerator. Well, actually, tomatoes shouldn't go in the refrigerator. But if you have tomatoes, you take the seeds out of a tomato, you can, they'll grow. Yeah. And uh, so even a strawberry, all the seeds on the surface of a strawberry will grow. I, I am famous for never throwing out an avocado pit. but <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, where we live... Uh, it, well, Ojai grows great avocados, but not down in the canyon where we live. Um, it's a bit cold. It's yeah. a bit cold for uh, the avocados. But we had great tomatoes one year and asparagus and all sorts of wonderful, wonderful food. Yeah. Squ uh, another thing, squash. Squash, squash and squash, corn. Th there's so many seeds in the squash that um, you have plenty. Yeah. So when you take a squash, they say, they say if you have... Um, a butternut squash or something like that. How would you well, how would you go ahead and plant those so that they would grow? Okay, so what I do first is it's the same thing with tomatoes. Or is um, I put them in a strainer and then I start running water through the strainer and just keep working with my fingers, sort of scraping it against the strainer to take the uh, seed coatings off. Because those seed coatings oh. sometimes, like our tomatoes, are, are somewhat inhibitive to grow. Are, are they? Are they like shells? The shell around? No, the no. Seed? It's it's just the gelatinous. Sort oh, okay. Of in the, yeah. yeah. So um, once you do that, you can basically plant the seeds. I mean, I dry them because I store them usually, but you can plant the seeds out directly right from there, and mm -hmm. they won't grow. And 
um, it's, it's really... What have, we, what have we got growing right now? Right outside, you've taken some, was it squash seeds that you've got sitting in a, uh, a small, sh- shallow dish outside? Yeah. Yeah those, are, yeah, those are, I was, uh, because that one was, that squash was a bit old, so it had this really difficult to remove stringy material. Now, I could have put it right in the ground. So I soak them, actually, I need to take care of them. I soak them overnight usually to soften everything up, and then I do that with the strainer, just um, run them under running water and just keep working them until they, the, uh, the material, the plant material is off of it. And then I dry them on newspaper. I mean, let them dry for a day or so, and then you could package, make sure they're dry. You could package them or save them or get them in the ground or save some for next year or give them to your neighbors. Um, and if somebody was in an apartment and wanted to grow, how would you suggest they grow those seeds? Well, depending on what they're going to grow, if they're going to grow something like uh, squash, probably would be, unless you had a lot of room or a patio that, uh, <laughs> you know, or I suppose you could hang it off of a, a porch, but they, I mean, a vine, uh, squash vines grow very large uh, and long. But you could keep trimming it back, and certainly trim the tips back, and it'll branch out, and, and you could get them that way. It, uh, what would be more practical, probably, if you're going to have something vining, is beans give you an enormous return for investment. Oh yes, you know. I remember the year I did. It was it were wonderful beans. Each plant will give you, you know, quite a few beans <clears throat> if it's well cared for, and and they actually don't. They there's they produce their own fertilizer. Their roots produce nitrogen, so you don't need to feed them. You can put them in relatively poor soil, and they'll still do well. And uh, beautiful plants, and, and it'll give you you can run it up a grill work on your porch if you have uh, lattice work at all. It'll climb and give you. Beautiful flowers, some like a scarlet runner bean, has the most incredible red flowers and gorgeous bean. It's almost like a lima bean. Um, but any of them. And if it's a sunny, if you have a sunny kitchen or a sunny area, you could even, if you're growing climbers like beans and it's in a sunny area in your apartment, you could string, um, what do you call it, uh, that... Uh, Cotton string, whatever it is that you would. Oh yeah, twine. Twine. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, honey. Uh, twine. Uh, I've done this. I did this in England um, to grow all around my kitchen. I had uh, beans growing indoors uh, all around the kitchen. I had a very sunny window, and it took off like crazy. Yeah, that's a good idea, Joe. You're right. You can string um, string coarse string is, even, is the best probably, and string it wherever you want the plant to grow. And, and bean plants will grow eight or nine feet can grow eight or nine feet and give you some shade of a, of a hot window in the summertime. The, the main point is that, that we're talking about here is faith in the future, is getting out of, you know, we watch news all day long, but this is pretty depressing. Doing this is an, is an <clears throat> act of resistance, basically, on one hand, and the other part is it's faith in the future, and that's what any kind of planting is. There's nothing more more gratifying and surprisingly so. They're planting a tree that you won't be around to see it when it comes to full fruition um, because that is truly faith in the future. There's a, there's a man in France that uh, many years ago, and he just started planting oak trees. And he traveled 
it was a deforested area that had been stripped many years before. And he just gathered up <clears throat> acorns and carried a bag over around his shoulders and traveled this whole area for 20 years, planting acorns wherever he did. And, and there's a book about it. It's called The Man Who Planted Trees. And he planted over 20,000 trees in this one forest and reforested by single-handedly an entire area of France. And, wow. and that was an act of faith, because he knew he was planting acorns. He was already middle-aged. He knew he would never see it come to fruition. But that was his faith in the future. That was his contribution also, which I just think that's such a beautiful act. It's just so beautiful. I, 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 you go ahead, Fiona. I was just... I wanted to add one little thing if you're working with seeds. And I mentioned this in one other podcast a couple of years ago. And this is based on a very, uh, this is old, old grandmother wisdom. And and I think it began centuries ago in Russia. But um, when the women were planting their seeds, they would put the seeds in their mouth or in the mouth of somebody in their family just for about 30 seconds to, so that the seeds soaked up some of the saliva from the person. And the belief is, and I've done it, and I, 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 I know it works, when you plant those seeds that have been in your mouth, they grow to heal you because they've got your DNA, they've got your genetic code, in your in your uh, saliva, and so it does its best to grow to heal you. <laughs> you know, you've given us a lot of things here, guys. Um, uh, Bob, your your idea of of multiple planting is so interesting to me. Like layered planting, and also planting. Everybody's going out and buying veggies. Uh, I had no idea you could could grow celery and uh, green. You know, the green oh, onion. Yeah like that too and I think it gives as you said it, it empowers people because people are so scared right now and I think knowing that you can grow this and that you can keep growing things and harvesting and regrowing is so so comforting for people and the other thing is I, w- I want to know since so many of us right now are in isolation is when you start growing something um whether it's by seed or taking the end of a plant like a lettuce or a celery or a carrot and putting that in water and letting it grow roots, you, you develop a relationship with that plant. You know, you, you, you have then companions around you because you're taking care of them, they're taking care of you. Towards your nourishment and they're going to nourish you. You've got community right there with your plants. Oh, that is yes. so fantastic. And we're not that far. I mean, it's it, it's amazing now. There are very, you know, there's not that many people. Well, there are. Gardening actually is the biggest hobby in the United States. But um, 70 years ago, most everybody had a garden. I mean, it was just what people did, and we got out of that because we've been convinced that I mean, packaged food is convenient. And but there's. No relationship to your food. There's such a difference when you have a relationship to to your food. There's there's no greater satisfaction than going out and pulling a tomato off the vine or digging a radish, digging a radish, pulling it out of the ground, and and knowing that that you planted that radish. And, and 
and it's there to feed you and nourish you. Exactly. You and know, taking responsibility for your own nourishment. And yeah. Not not pawning it off on some company a thousand miles away. You know, and if you're if you're lucky enough to have a lawn, for heaven's sake, grow your beans, your squashes, your not your beans, but your squashes and your corn and your lettuces, turn that into a growing place, you know, where you can f- feed your whole family. Oh, that's a good one, Joe. Actually, fresh corn, if you let those, if you let that ear dry out, depending on, hopefully it's not genetically modified, but if you let that eating corn, most eating corn isn't, uh, if you let that dry out, you could plant an ear of corn that has about hundreds of seeds on it. You could, that that corn will grow. And I want to tell you something else about that. You know when you strip the corn on the cob? Um, that's what that's what you could use. What what is you call the sh- the sheath thing? Uh, th- that's very good f- to use it if you run out of toilet paper. <laughs> that's so interesting. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and you know that you know the stuff that grows out on the top of the corn. That's a, a the yeah, silk. Yeah, remedy to help the kidneys too in times of stress. If you use it as a tea. Yes. Oh, wonderful. And, yes, a lot of people do use it medicinally, actually. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a, a wonderful show, and we really appreciate you, Bob, coming on with us. We hope that you will come back again really very soon. Well, thank you so much for asking me, Fiona. I appreciate it, and I hope people do. I hope people just just try. Try a couple of carrots or your celery or whatever. Just Just watch what happens. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.